you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, November the 25th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one belongs to the man who, in his first year on the Total Access team, leads all Total Access hosts and analysts <laughs> in picks and predictions so far this season. Uh, he's the soothsayer in slacks, the guru in Gucci. He's Thomas Davis Sr. Uh, uh, Welcome back to the pod, TD. Hey, thank you for having me again. Voice number two belongs to the woman who has closed the gap on Thomas Davis yes. Sr. in the picks and predictions game to just one. So watch your back, TD, because MJ Acosta Ruiz is on your heels. Welcome back, MJ. <laughs> nice to be back. He's making me work for it, man. Yes, he is. <laughs> on today's episode, winners picked and scores predicted for every single remaining Week 12 game. That's what we do on Fridays. You're in the right place at the right time. We're also putting some Sunday favorites on upset alert, including one that I can't believe is a favorite. Adam Rank is offering up four fantasy QB1 options to fill the need you may have if Justin Fields can't go against the Jets. Cynthia Freeland has point totals for the Rams and Chiefs. She will also help us give shape to our fantasy expectations with Sunday stat projections for Patrick Mahomes and A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. But first... This. Did you get any explanation on the Hunter Henry catch that was overturned? Why don't you guys go to the officials with your pool reporter and ask them about the play and let them explain it to you? Right? Like, isn't that what you do? Thank you. A terse and truculent Bill Belichick sounding off about the Hunter Henry catch that apparently, allegedly, wasn't a catch. What a job he does with his hand. Watch, it comes down with force. Look at that hand. Yeah. It stays under the ball. That's a great job by Henry. Wow. Now, guys, 
I've been watching this game for 51 years. I can't claim to be an expert, but my eyes are still working pretty well. And there was no angle on Thursday night in Minneapolis, no matter how slowly it was shown to me, that convinces me that Henry's remarkable, game-changing, game-breaking catch wasn't a catch. After review, the pass is incomplete. Can one of you help me with this, please? What am I missing here? <laughs> this, I mean, all of us are just left scratching our heads about it because we watched every single replay. You could see it as clearly as possible. I mean, it, it's one of those things where like, this is above my pay grade, right? I, I'm befuddled, TD. Yeah, I've, I've never seen anything like it. Mm -hmm. Like, um, the closest thing that I can, that I can really think that this would remind me of was when Calvin Johnson used to catch a touchdown pass that we all saw that was a touchdown pass. And literally because he took the ball to the ground, they mm -hmm. ruled it an incompletion. And that was one of the reasons why they went back and, and literally rectified and adjusted the rule of what a catch was versus what a catch wasn't. But Hunter Henry absolutely scored a touchdown that would have put them ahead in this game. But the officials didn't see it that way, so that's the way the NFL game goes. And look, we don't like to spend too much time around here pointing the finger at officials. They have a very difficult job to do. I think what continues to confuse us, though, is that human error is accounted for. Mm -hmm. And we would never ask any person involved with any team in any capacity to be perfect. It's not possible. So no, that's not the standard. But the standard that we have has been elevated because we have, in theory, the unimpeachable addition of video right. review, which we looked at over and over and over again. I can't get my head around it. Bill Belichick can't get his head around it. Now, all to say, I don't know if you guys agree, final score, Vikings 33, Patriots 26. And I think if I'm being honest, I think the better team actually did win this yeah. one. We declare the Minnesota Vikings as victors over the New England Patriots. Full credit to the Vikings for putting the stink of that Cowboys capitulation behind them. Do you think the best team won, TD? Coach Rivera used to make a statement to us when he was coaching us, and his statement was always, on any given Sunday, the team that plays the best will be the team that wins the game. Not necessarily the best team. So. Hmm. I think that Minnesota has found ways to win football games. And with all that being said, yeah, I still think Minnesota was the best team. <laughs> I think that's probably true. They are now, yeah. what, 9-2. and two. They have won eight of those games by one score or less. They mm -hmm. continue, as TD said, to find ways to win. I think the doubts that we have had for this team continue to be erased one by one. Are you convinced, MJ? I am, because I think last week there was such an overwhelming, like, we knew it. See, those are the Vikings getting beat, only <laughs> yeah, putting up three that's points. That's exactly right. And are I you mimic, Are you mimicking me right now? <laughs> that, that did sound a little like me. Yeah. <laughs> sound a little too familiar. But I, I, I love that they came out here and they fought very hard, but at the end of the day showed that not only are we at home, not only can we bounce back after a very demoralizing loss, but we can show that we are for real once again. And the Patriots always, regardless of what their record is on a season, always play hard and always give a good challenge to whoever they're going up against. So I think this was another one of those definitive victories uh, for the Vikings. One of the weak spots for the Vikings continues to be their secondary, continues to be their pass defense. I was surprised at how easily, small e, 
how easily the Patriots were able to move the ball mm -hmm. against the Vikings. I think that may catch them later on down the line. That may be the Achilles heel that trips them up in the playoffs. But for now, Vikings Nation, well played. Skull to you. <laughs> another win, another doubt erased, at least in my head. Vikings, the final course of our Thanksgiving Day feast. The day started with the Lions hosting the Super Bowl bound, now officially in small letters and in quotes, mm -hmm. Buffalo Bills, who needed a last second field goal to get the win. The snap is good. The kick is long enough. It is up. It is good. Tyler Bass owns this building. Josh Allen's relief in the arms of Stephon Diggs was noticeable on the sidelines. MJ, you get the first word on this one. What did we learn in that game? We learned that you can never, I don't know if we learned, maybe we were reminded that maybe you that's can it. never, ever discount Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and that connection that they have. I mean, late in the fourth quarter, that absolute laser for 36 yards. Are you kidding me? Allen back, stepping up, looking, looking, throwing deep middle for Diggs. It is caught oh in Lions territory at the 39-yard line. Oh Buffalo takes a timeout with 15 seconds to go. Oh, my goodness. What a dart by Josh Allen, 37 yards. TD is shaking his head. I mean, those are the things that make this team so special, make that offense so special. And time and again, they find, just like you were talking about the Vikings, TD, they find a way to win it and to leave us all awestruck in the process. I thought that MJ was on her way to saying that we can never discount the Detroit Lions. <laughs> also yet, true. Right? And yet also there she true. came in with the Allen to Diggs mm -hmm. gambit, which you're absolutely right. It's just, yeah. What did you learn in that game, team? No, man, MJ, we were definitely on the same page. And the thing that I learned is I'm starting to, to, to worry about the Bills a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's because teams are giving them their best shot every single time that they take the field because they've kind of set the tone of, of, of this or the standard of what it should look like to go out and compete against teams in the NFL, or if this is just a team that's struggling because they they, they lost their identity a little bit. I, don't, I can't figure it out with this Bills team. We all thought that they were the best team or one of the best teams in the NFL, but here they are on Thanksgiving Day primetime game struggling against a Detroit team that has struggled over the last few weeks. Yeah. And... It's hard to figure it out, but what really good teams do, they really figure out a way to win games when it's necessary and, and not that it's ever necessary not to win games in the NFL, but when they have to, they figure out ways to win, win games, and that's what this Buffalo team has done, and that's what they did on Thursday when they went out and closed the deal with 25 seconds left on the clock to get into that, like MJ just talked about, to get into field goal range, to give themselves a shot to win that game was, was remarkable. But I think you're absolutely right, TD, your first comment, because we continue to see teams like the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Chiefs, remove potential vulnerabilities from the mm -hmm. list of things that maybe we are worried about with regards to those teams, whereas the Bills seem to add a new yeah. worry each and every week, certainly during this last four-week stretch. But of course, they did get the win. Full credit to them for having done so. And of course, the last game that we're going to talk about from Thanksgiving was that NFC East battle deep in the heart of Texas. Final score, Cowboys 28, Giants 20. Prescott with a little boot out to the right, throws it to Schultz, diving to the goal line. Touchdown, Cowboys. 
Tight end Dalton Schultz, a twofer in a good way. Saquon Barkley, a twofer in a bad way. TD, this is the second straight game that number 26 has been bottled up. How concerned should Giants fans be? I think they should be very concerned because that has literally been what has gotten them to this point. You know, the legs of Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones going out and getting it done together because on the outside, they just don't have what it takes, in my opinion, from a receiver core to go out and beat teams that way. So they have to literally rely on the success of Saquon Barkley's legs and Daniel Jones' legs as well. I don't think that he's going to go out and put up a 300-yard game throwing the ball to, to, to soften defenses up. So they have to figure out a way to run the football. And if teams are able to shut down Saquon Barkley, it's going to be a long rest of the way for, the, for this Giants team. MJ, I thought that the defining play in this game came with four minutes and 11 seconds to go in the third quarter. The score was 14-13. Giants have the ball on their own 45. They go for it on fourth and one. Mm. And Daniel Jones, to be honest, makes a bad throw. Mm -hmm. Jones back, throws one right, completes it, and Barkley can't reel it in. It was a bad throw by Jones. Barkley was wide open. Oh, boy, was he ever wide open. Behind Saquon Barkley's hip on a crossing route, it would have been an easy pickup on fourth down to keep the momentum for that drive and that team going. Instead, awkward. Saquon falls, can't come up with the ball. Daniel Jones does occasionally stand out as potentially the reason that this team has limitations. Am I overstating that? I don't think you're overstating it. I think this season it's been less of that, though, right? Because the past few seasons it's all about Daniel Jones and what he hasn't been doing. I think for the most part he has been doing his job well this year. But every so often in that scenario, for example, we see that. You, You have to stay poised. You can't panic because that leads to those very costly mistakes that can cost you a football game, TD. But also, though, also on that play in particular that you're speaking of, Saquon Barkley has to understand the situation. He mm-hmm. has to understand what is needed in the game. He overran he, the route? Over, listen, Saquon, the ball is coming. You need one yard to keep the drive going. Stop, catch the ball, get that one yard. You don't need any yak yardage. Mm-hmm. He was trying to be in a position to where... Oh, I can catch this ball and keep running. Just stop. If it's thrown short, help your quarterback out. Sometimes it's going to happen. You have to bail your quarterback out in that situation. Get the first down and and not only bail your quarterback out, bail your coach out who made the decision that, hey, I believe in my offense. We can get this. You got to make them right. You got to stop, catch the ball, get the first down, keep the drive moving. Daniel Jones, I officially take it back. Like I said, Saquon Barkley, what were you thinking, man? (laughs) One more story to get to before we get to your picks. And that is because, TD, you haven't had a chance yet to be heard on Robert Sala's decision. It was a group decision, to be fair, as we heard, to bench Zach Wilson and promote Mike White. Interestingly enough, the opening line for this Bears and Jets game Sunday at MetLife was four. Jets favored by four. Then came the news of Wilson's benching, and the line moved instantly to six. People out there in our NFL world seem to think that the Jets will be better off without Zach Wilson. TD, do you agree? I absolutely agree that this team is going to be better off without Zach Wilson. And I don't know if I necessarily believed that before his press conference after the game. Whenever you go out and you stand in front of the world and you make a statement that, no, I don't feel like I did my 
defense a disservice mm -hmm. by going out and playing the way that you play. You're not taking ownership of what just happened. Like, as a, as a former defensive player, we know that quarterbacks are going to have bad games. We know that that's a part of it. Defensively, we're going to have bad games sometimes. But you have to understand, when you have those games, you have, to, you have to be the first person to step out in front and say, hey, I didn't get, it, I didn't get the job done. For him to stand up and say that, no, I don't feel like I did, then that's an issue not only for him personally, but for them as a football team. MJ, help me with something. Zach Wilson... His record as a starting quarterback this season is 5-2. and two. Mm. I don't recall the last time I have seen a 5-2 and two quarterback benched or a winning quarterback benched. And yet Adam Rank, our friend Adam Rank, said that if you don't start a quarterback against this Bears defense, that's Adam Rank saying that about his own right. Bears defense, the vulnerable, highly vulnerable and gettable Bears defense, then you'll never start him against anyone ever again. Is it possible, MJ, that Zach Wilson is done in a Jets uniform no matter what we heard Robert Sala try to sell us? I think that's a, that's, it's way too early to say something okay. like that. That definitive, that grandiose, right, about somebody's career, especially somebody who was drafted so high in the first round to be the franchise guy there. But I think to Robert Sala's credit, he's nipping this situation in the bud, right? The things that we saw now, the lack of accountability, which to me equates to lack of leadership, is a very big deal. If you don't have the locker room, it's a wrap. So I think that now, Zach Wilson has sort of course corrected. Afterwards, he did say, you know what? I'm, I'm taking the time to, to sort this out, to make it work and to make it right. So I hope that it's not just the words he's saying. I hope that we actually see that when he does eventually come back um, as the starter. Will that be this season? Depends on uh, White Lightning and how well he does. Yes, it does. Bears, you huh? know, we heard Robert Sala <laughs> mention in his comments yesterday or the day before that Zach needs to reconnect, I believe his Correct. word was, yeah. reconnect with what we do here, reconnect with fundamentals, mm -hmm. reconnect mm -hmm. with priorities. And I found it interesting, TD, because Ron Rivera didn't say it quite as tactfully as Robert Sala did, but both of those coaches made difficult decisions at the moment they needed to make the decision. They didn't waver. They didn't hesitate. Yeah. They pulled the starting quarterback, Carson Wentz, obviously, in Washington, Zach Wilson in Jersey, and they went with the other guy. Why? Because they did not want to lose the locker room. And yeah. I find what's interesting about both of those, those coaches, TD, is that they are both defensive guys. And I think as a defensive captain, you know better than anyone that accountability isn't some overarching thing. Yeah. Accountability for you guys is every damn snap. It is about gap awareness. It is about assignments. It is about being accountable to the other 10 guys who are wearing your color on every single play. That seems like a very defensive mindset, and I think it's very effective in a moment like this. Absolutely. It's definitely, it's definitely effective in a moment like this because it's, it's blatantly obvious. Right. Whenever you go out and you complete nine passes and you punt the ball ten times, and I think that really speaks to, to him not being accountable to his team more so than anything else. Any other stat out there... Nine completions, 10 punts. And for you to stand up there and say like, yeah, no, it wasn't me is essentially what he's saying. We didn't lose this game because of me is what he was telling his defense. So now from a defensive standpoint, basically the way that we would take that is 
Oh, so now you're saying we lost the game because we didn't get the job done. We right. didn't play well enough. And that's something that you, you just cannot have. As, as a defensive player, like you just talked about, if the running back runs a touchdown through my gap, or if my receiver or tight end is running wide open mm-hmm. for a touchdown, everybody is going to know. It's going to be blatant obvious. When you pull that film, you can circle everybody covering their guy, and the one guy that was not covered – had to be the guy that was standing there alone. So it's obvious when you see certain things like that, just like it's obvious that the quarterback didn't get the job done for the Jets. We always say and we always hear people say that uh, availability Mm. is a player's best ability. I think in the modern NFL, what we are seeing is that accountability is every bit as important as availability. Zach Wilson, it's a hard lesson to learn. Yeah. We are rooting for you to learn that lesson. We're not rooting against you, young man. We are rooting for you. Show up, head up, grow up. This is your chance. Take it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And today I am joined by our Friday picks and predictions pair, MJ Acosta-Ruiz and Thomas Davis Sr. And now it is time to get to those picks. Do you have your scores in front of you? 
Are you ready? Yes. Let's do this. First up, Ravens and Jags. Ravens favored by four in this game. MJ, how do you see it going down? I have it by way more than four points. I got the Ravens taking this one. 32-21. 32-21 by my math. That's 11. TD, do you agree? I do agree. 27-18 for the Ravens. Ooh. So we have a nine-point gap for TD, an 11-point gap for MJ, that's definitive. Sorry, Jags. Sorry, Duval. At home, you're taking a bad loss, according to these two. Let's move to Carolina. The Denver Broncos go into Carolina to play TD's Carolina Panthers. The Broncos are a road favorite in this. A little disrespect. That is oh, disrespect on my Very name, please. Yes. Broncos favored by two and a half in this one. TD, I have a feeling you have something to say about that. I got my Panthers winning this in 23 to 17. You know, just adding Jeremy Chan back to that defense. So you could see, like, they had a boost. They, they went out and they played very well on the road against a Ravens team that has been high-powered offensively all season long. MJ, do you agree? I do. You know, TD, I'm not sure if this is the first time we've both picked the this Panthers. So when it might be, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it is disrespectful for the Broncos to be favored here, especially on the road. I have the Panthers 21. And Jerry Judy is going to be out in this game for the Broncos, which is another offensive weapon, and they've already been struggling offensively. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what these people are seeing right now. <laughs> picking against my team. We'll see who's right. These people or you two come Sunday. (laughs) Falcons Commanders is the next game on the board. Commanders at home are favored by four. MJ, give me some hope. I will say this about this game. When looking at the week 12 schedule, other than the Thursday games with the eyes of the nation on you, I don't see another team with potentially more anxiety Mm -hmm. heading into a game than my commanders in this game. It doesn't strike most people as a marquee matchup, and it's not. It's the Falcons and the commanders. However, the commanders, with a winning record, being where they are, in the hunt, just on the outside looking in, this is a game they will expect to win. This is a game they should win. This is a game that they have been telling themselves all week they will win. It's at home. There's a lot on the line for this game. I am worried about a nervy performance from my commanders. Please allay my fears. Help me with this one. What do you got? I think you may be more nervous than the actual team. Love this. Thank you. I have the commanders, and and I'm confident in this. I think the Falcons have given up more of a fight than we've expected this season, but I no longer have the confidence in them to pull an upset or anything like that. And the commanders under Tyler Heineke have been playing very well. I have the commanders winning this 24-21. TD, do you agree? I do agree with MJ. I have the commanders winning this from 21 to 17. This team is absolutely different playing behind Taylor Heineke and his energy 5-0 mm-hmm. since 2021 in his starts for the commanders. Taylor Heineke adds a different element. The guys yeah. in that locker room love, love playing with Taylor Heineke as the quarterback. Next game, Bucks browns in Cleveland. Bucks another road favorite. Bucks favored by three and a hook. TD, you get the first shot at this one. Who wins it and how? 26-21 with a whole lot of Nick Chubb. Browns oh. are going to win this one in the upset fashion. That is an upset alert from TD. That's right, Tom Brady. So sorry to tell you this, but apparently, according to Thomas Davis Sr., you are going down in Cleveland, 26-21. MJ, are you putting your faith in the GOAT? And so it begins. You know, it's going so well with TD and I. Mm. Um, I have the Bucks taking this one, 25-21. A road game? I mean, come on. They just played in Munich and won over there. I think Brady, I think this is 
This marks the turning point of the season for Tom Brady. We saw a different, or not so different, maybe a reminiscent version of him um, over at that Germany game. I think he keeps that going. He needs to. They want to get anything going. And he's in a very winnable division, so he knows that um, this, is, this is a big one for him to win here at home in the States, not at home in Tampa, but they still get the dub. Next game, the Cincinnati Bengals on the road in Nash Vegas to take on the <laughs> Tennessee Titans. Bengals, again, a road favorite. Favored by one and a half. I think a little bit of disrespect possibly being felt by Titans fans this mm. week. MJ, who wins it and how? It's got to be the physical, gritty Titans in this one at home as well. The Bengals are just dealing with way too many injuries as well offensively. Um, but I, I think the Titans at home and the way they've been playing as of late, they get the dub. Uh, my final score there, 28-25, a close one. 28-25, MJ has the Titans winning at home. TD, what say you? I have 20-17 to 17 Titans. Ooh. I just feel like the physicality that they're going to bring to the table is going to be too much for this Bengals offensive line. I think that they're a more finesse team, and the Titans are just built differently in this one. I shouldn't think that the following information will do anything but confirm your choice. Joe Mixon officially ruled out with that concussion. So Samaj P. Ryan hopes to replicate his Week 11 performance. Let's not forget he had three receiving touchdowns in that game. Yeah. But upset alert from both MJ and TD. Bengals, you are the team on upset alert. Titans, you are the team benefiting. Next game, Texans and Dolphins. In Miami, Dolphins favored by a whopping 13 points. That's a big number. Any anxiety connected with that level of expectation, MJ, or are you feeling pretty good about your boys? You know that typically I'd go in cautiously optimistic. I'm throwing caution to the wind in this one. Love this. Dolphins by a million. No. Mm. Dolphins 35-21 the final. 35-21, that's 14, says MJTD. Do you agree? Uh, MJ, you gave them a lot of points. I'm I did. Dolphins 31 to 10 in this one. <laughs> that is, I believe, officially a blowout. That wow. is a 21-point gap. That's how TD sees it going down. MJ is smiling on that one. You like that pick <laughs> even better it. than your own. Yes. Get them off the sticks. <laughs> Next game, Bears and Jets at MetLife. We intimated this game earlier when talking about Zach Wilson. Now the proof is in the pick. Who wins this game and how? The Jets are favored by five and a half. It opened at four. It moved to six. It's now down to five and a half. TD, first shot at this one. Who wins, gangrene or the Chicago Bears, who may or may not have Justin Fields under center? And I think that is a massive part of the equation. That is a huge part of the equation. And I don't think Justin Fields is actually going to play in this game. Ooh. So with that and the fact that Mike White is going to come in and play better than Zach Wilson has for this offense, I'm going Jets 24-10. 24-10, that's a pretty big gap. Do you see it going the same way? I made my selection with the optimistic assumption that Justin Fields would be okay. on the field. With that said, though, I have it a closer game, but still the Jets winning at 20-17. to 17. Um, Just a sidebar here, I was asking for a few more statistics on Mike White and our amazing researcher, Jonathan Bassey, sent me an email with the subject line, Mike White is a legend. It's amazing. <laughs> is there a statistical nugget regarding Mike White that we should know about? And if so, please share. 
Uh, I love this one. In Mike White's first career start, he threw for three passing touchdowns. Zach Wilson has never had a career game with three or more mm. passing touchdowns. That's it. Very, very interesting. I heard a number that shocked me the other day, and I'll share it now. It will feel a little bit like piling on Zach. Forgive me, Zach. I will get this out of my system now, and we'll be done with it. If Geno Smith were to take the next 90 snaps oh my gosh. and drill the ball directly into the ground, he would still have a higher completion percentage oh. than Zach Wilson. Whoa. Not a misprint. That's 90. Not 19, 90, as in 10 less than 100. 90 snaps Ouch. directly into the ground would have a higher completion percentage still than Zach Wilson. Wow. Mm. Speaking of Geno Smith, <laughs> next game, Raiders and Seahawks in Seattle. The 12s will host. They will not be accommodating hosts, of course. <laughs> Seahawks favored by three and a half. MJ, who wins it and how? It's a, it's a rough day when I have to say that I have lost faith in the Raiders. Oh, great tell. Um, I have the Seahawks taking this one 26-21, maybe a little closer than people would expect. But we've still seen the Raiders put up points we behind have. the legs of Josh Jacobs, behind Devontae Adams, but they haven't been able to close out. There is a major disconnect on that team, unfortunately, this season, and the Seahawks have been playing way too well. They took a loss overseas, yes. sure, against Brady and that team, who's very good overseas, but I think they get back on track this week for sure, especially at home. TD, do you agree? I do agree. When your offense is struggling, your defense can't also be struggling, yeah. and that's what's been going on for the Raiders. Like, they went out, they made all of these splash signings, right? Chandler Jones thought that he was going to be a great addition opposite of Max Crosby. The Raiders have 13 sacks this season, nine of them by Max Crosby, yep. and the rest of them, to the other guys. I, I just don't see them having the success that they're going to need to beat the Seahawks. So I picked the Seahawks 27-19 in this one. 27-19, that's an eight-point gap. That is significant. Something tells me, guys, I rarely sound off on game picks. I have a feeling, just a radar hit, my radar has been known to glitch at times, that the Raiders actually win this game. It's not, listen, it's not off the board because we have seen them come through and get big dubs when they need to, but it's right. the lack of consistency this season That's for the me. Issue. Fair comment. Next game, Chargers-Cardinals. Chargers favored by four and a half. This game is in the desert. MJ, first shot at this one. Who wins and how? I just watched the Cardinals in person yes, in Mexico, and they look bad. <laughs> and the Chargers got... Keenan Allen's back, is he not? Yes. Is Mike is. Williams back? Correct. Come on now. Let's go, Bolts. They win this one 27-20. I really, really hope, Mike Williams, that you stay in this game. Mm -hmm. Man, we are rooting for you to stay upright. Five minutes, not enough. That was heartbreaking yeah. for you last game. Let's get you in for the whole 60. TD, who wins this one and how? I have the Chargers 25-20. to 20. Uh, If this defense would just yeah. learn how to finish games, the Chargers would be considered one of the top teams in the NFL because offensively they can put up points with anybody. Yeah. But the only issue is they're giving up as many points as anybody. So that's, that's the biggest issue. There's too issue much talent right on now. that defensive Way roster for them to be playing like But that. I think Way you guys might agree. We call them the L.A. Chargers, but really they should be the I.F. Chargers because mm. if has been the word oh. attached to this team for a decade now. I know. If this, if only, if this, then that. So the frustrating. F never seems to come through. We are rooting for you, Chargers. Hey, I root for everybody around here. I yeah. want to see narratives change. I want to see the Chargers become what we think on paper they are destined to become. Show us. You've got a chance on Sunday against the Cardinals. Next game, Rams and Chiefs. Man, on paper, before the season, we would have looked at this, guys, and said, hey, 
Let's circle that mm-hmm. game in week 12 uh, between the defending Super Bowl champions mm-hmm. and the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, the, the, the presumed MVP at the helm. Man, that is not the fixture that we would have expected. The line in this game in Kansas City, Chiefs are favored by 14 and a half. That's the biggest line of the weekend. And that is against, again, the defending Super Bowl champions. That is a head scratcher to be sure. TD, who wins it and how? (laughs) The Chiefs are going to win this one 30 to 16. The Rams, I just feel like they just have way too much going on in their Mm -hmm. locker room. They just cut their starting running back for no reason whatsoever given. Like, we have no clue why they cut their running back, or at least I don't know why they cut him. So I just think that speaks to what's going on in their locker room right now, and they just have a lot of things that they have to fix. Cooper Cup being out for a few more weeks. Matthew Stafford uncertain with the um, potential concussion protocol, and then that equals disaster for this team. Uh, it was a, a head scratcher. Cam Akers is still on the roster. Darrell Henderson not on the roster. I'm not sure what this team is right now, other than a team in crisis. To be fair, yeah. And they're not alone in that. It's a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing to come back after a Super Bowl win. We hear it time and time and time again from our colleagues who have experienced the thrills and highs of a Super Bowl win. The next year is always a unique challenge. It presents a diabolical challenge, and we see teams fail time and time again. None may be as spectacularly as the Rams this year. MJ, who wins this game and how? Rams, Chiefs, in KC. Yeah, I have I have the Chiefs taking this one 35 to 25. The only reason it's only a 10-point um, game here is because I maybe I'm just hoping that we see more from Jalen in the secondary and that Aaron Donald gives us what we know he can, but I just the Chiefs are going to be way too much for him. Next game, Saints 49ers in Santa Clara. Niners favored by nine and a half. MJ, first shot at this. Who wins it? Yeah, I'll give them the other half. I have Niners 30 to 20. Coming off the high that they had, and not just elevation um, in Mexico, the energy there, the way that the team played, that's the best I've seen them the entire season. And I think they're only on a steady incline here. Um, They're going to make another big statement against a Saints team that, hey, could could shake them up a little bit, especially defensively. But still, I think they hold it down, especially back at home at Levi Stadium. TD, do you agree? I absolutely do agree. I just feel like this 49ers team, they have way too many we- weapons. And the Saints not making a decision to, to move on from Andy Dalton and give Jameis Winston a shot is, is baffling to me right mm-hmm. now. I just feel like with the offensive weapons that they have, Jameis Winston, even with the turnovers, gives them a better opportunity to win football games. So I'm going with the 49ers 24-14 in this one. Let's skip ahead to the Monday night game. It's Steelers and Colts. Colts favored by two and a half at home in Indy. It's game three of the Jeff Saturday era. Saturday played on Sunday, and then on Sunday, now Saturday goes to Monday. Who wins it? (laughs) And how? TD, first shot at it. 14-10, Colts in this one. And I I really don't want Jeff Saturday to have success. Not hating on him, but from a standpoint of the coaching carousel and the way things are supposed to go Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to selecting coaches, I just feel like there are a lot of other coaches that have put the work in and put the time in to become head coaches. And Jeff Saturday was kind of given this job. He didn't earn it. And I didn't want him to have success, but he has this team playing a lot harder than we've seen in weeks past. Michael Robinson 
perhaps said it better than anyone when he said, quite simply, you can't cut the line. Mm. But there he is. Yeah. Monday night, maybe not the matchup that we had hoped at the beginning of the season that a Steelers and Colts game would be. And yet here we go. Who wins it and how, MJ? I, I did want to comment on, on uh, TD's analysis there. It's not pettiness. It's principle. That's what it comes down to. Yes. With that said, I am taking the Steelers 25-21. Hey, TJ Watt. Mighty. Give us a show, would ya? The final game that I will ask picks and predictions of MJ and TD is the TA game of the week. It is the Green Bay Packers in Philadelphia to take on the now once-beaten Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are favored by a touchdown. MJ, first shot at this. Who wins it and how? Yeah, they get it. I have the Eagles 27-20. to 20. They get that touchdown and they get the W and they keep rolling. They keep rolling against a Packers team that has been inconsistent at best, that is unstable as well. Uh, They're just gelling way too well um, to not get a W here. Aaron Rodgers' thumb allegedly broken. This offense potentially broken as well. Do they find a way to get a win and salvage their season in Philly? Or TD, does the home team take it? And if so, how? The Eagles 20 to 10. I just feel like they are the better team. They have the better roster and they're playing better football than Green Bay has all season long. And Aaron Rodgers has done nothing but complain and point fingers at his teammates. And that's, that has never equaled success in this league. Mm. Let me ask you this question, which deviates a little bit from a pick in this game. You've got one drive. You can only pick one quarterback. The game is on the line. Do you put your faith in Aaron Rodgers, the back-to-back MVP, or in Jalen Hurts, the transcendent, mercurial talent that seems to be in the midst of a breakout season that could define the early part of a career that we hope is long and legendary? Who are you going with, TD, with the game on the line? Is it Aaron Rodgers or is it Jalen Hurts? Listen, Andrew, we've had a sample size of what Jalen Hurts is capable of, and he's been really, really good. But Aaron Rodgers has proven for a long, long period of time that he is the man when the game is on the line. So I can never pick against Aaron Rodgers in those situations. Whenever the game has been on the line, Aaron Rodgers has delivered for his football team, making throw after throw and remarkable, remarkable throw after throw. So I'm going with Aaron Rodgers in that decision if the game came down to a last second throw. MJ, the stats bear out the truth of what TD mm-hmm. is telling us. Aaron Rodgers has 29 game-winning drives in his career. That includes 20 fourth-quarter comebacks. Jalen yeah. Hurts, on the other hand, in, like TD said, a smaller sample size, four game-winning drives, three fourth-quarter comebacks. Same question goes to you. One yeah. drive, game on the line. Who are you taking? It's really, really hard to not automatically say Aaron Rodgers here, but um, we're here to make hard choices. And here's why. I keep thinking back to about midway point in this season, midway point of the halfway mark of the season when Jalen Hurd said, you know what? Bring that same energy. Y'all weren't talking about us before. So earlier, I was trying to wrap my head around this. And I said, at some point later in his career, Jalen Hurts is going to be that guy at that Aaron Rodgers level. So if I can see that for him down the line, I'm going to start pouring into him now, lifting him up to the quarterback I know he is already building to be. And what he's shown is I like the sample size and I'm leaning into the sample size for Jalen Hurts. Game on the line, MJ picks. Jalen Hurts. Okay.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We interrupt this podcast to bring you fantasy quarterback options, four of them, in fact, for any of you who are looking for a replacement QB. Adam Rank has what you're looking for in the form of fantasy hot sauce. Is this your first time? Thank you very much. I know it's a, it's Black Friday. You've mailed it in already. It's almost time to go home. But let's talk about four <laughs> quarterbacks you can pick up because my guy, Justin Fields, might not play this week. Oh, and now you got to go. Yeah, you got to go into the refrigerator. All the leftovers are gone. Who are you going to be picking up? We'll start with the mild but flavorful Taylor Heineke. This this is why it's mild. This is not a spicy take. He has been playing very well ever since he's become the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders. He has got a great matchup this week, obviously going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, You know what? The Falcons have been very generous to opposing quarterbacks, to opposing wide receivers. So if Taylor Heineke is still available, go grab him. Right now. Go get that man. Oh, Oh, no. Uh, Let's go to spicy. Getting a little bit spicy. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has been playing very well over the last couple of weeks. Back-to-back games with over 20 fantasy points. It continues to keep on rolling. And the Cincinnati Bengals have been battling a lot of injuries in the secondary Mm -hmm. and the other parts of the defense. I think there's an opportunity. And I talked about Traylon Burks earlier. He is obviously not A.J. Brown. That has not quite gone as well as they would have liked it. But last time we saw him against the Green Bay Packers, he was out there crushing it. So I think there is an opportunity to go out there Get Ryan Tannehill and sneak him 
into your lineup. Everybody loves national hot sauce. Everybody loves national hot sauce. We practiced this. Three alarm. We're ringing the alarm for Jacoby Brissett. Now, I don't necessarily love this matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but Jacoby Brissett and perhaps his swan song for the season. One last opportunity to go out there, but I still love all the weapons that are surrounded around him. Nick Chubb sets everything up. One of the best running backs, not only in fantasy football, but all of the NFL. Amari Cooper, one of the most reliable guys out there. I really like the safe floor of Jacoby Brissett. So if you, again, this is a desperate situation. So Jacoby Brissett, finally now. Oh, it boy. is time for El Diablo. Oh. El Diablo. Johnny, let's take a walk right here. I know, Jose, because I got, I got a problem here. Oh, no. I got El Diablo. What's wrong, um, This Greg? isn't like me on this show. I'm going to hmm. – can you – can you tell me who that is? Oh, uh, Mike White. Yeah, Mike White. Listen, this is the one time you will find me being magnanimous for you. Now, don't listen. I understand. I can read a depth chart. And I see with Kyler Gordon, I can see with Jaquan Brisker out this week, there could be an opportunity for this Jets quarterback to go out there, a guy who has crushed it before. And here's the thing. While I still believe the Bears are going to win this game, Mike White is going to be no, able to don't. move the ball through the air. And you look out for guys like uh, Eli uh, Eli Moore, we got uh, Garrett Wilson who could go out there and crash. So there it is, your fantasy hot sauce for week 12. We gave you picks and predictions. Now let's get even more specific with stat projections for Patrick Mahomes, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry, and game totals for four Sunday contests. Cynthia Freeland has created the algorithm. She has run the numbers, and she is here to report back. As always, listener, please Use this information wisely. All right, let's start with Patrick Mahomes. Will he have more than 288 and a half yards through the air? So I have fewer than that. I have less. Oh. 282 with three passing touchdowns. Oh, I like Still that. A monstrous game. There's two reasons. One, game script, I think that they will be favored, so potentially running more in the second half. But also, if you're looking at the next-gen stats, you see that this Rams defensive front, they're getting to the quarterback the fastest. They have the fastest time to throw against. 2.38 seconds in the NFL. Wow. Hello, Aaron Donald. Still a big factor. Still a big deal. So maybe not so many quick passes, because that's actually an area where Patrick Mahomes has a completion percentage below expected of just 1.2. Yeah, let's not forget Aaron is still out there. How about Jalen Hurts? His favorite target, A.J. Brown, more or less than 71 and a half yards on Sunday night. I love this one. It's a very strong projection. Six receptions, 82 yards, and a touchdown, which <laughs> is it. more. It's all about those 10-plus air yard passes. That's an area where Brown has a catch rate over expected of plus 8.5. And the Green Bay defense, they've allowed 12.8 yards per attempt on these 10-plus air yard passes. That's second most in the NFL. Second most generous in the NFL. Wow. That's a lot. Massive. And Great somehow for I'm not surprised at all that he's there. Now, earlier, TD broke down exactly what King Henry can do. Now you can tell us if he will have more than 98 and a half fresh yards against the Bengals. Oh, I'm going with more Ooh, here. I have 109 it. and a touchdown for King Henry. Why? Because of where he runs. Remember, DJ Reader's back in the middle, so the middle isn't so great. But you know where he runs? He runs to the outside. 67.4% <laughs> of his rushes. That is outside the tackles. He has 1,010 rushing yards there, fourth overall, with 661 outside the tackles in general. So that's an area where Cincinnati has allowed plus 107 rushing yards over expected. So it is a plus matchup for Derek 
Henry. He can do a little one-two step. He can get going and adds a little stiff arm there for good measure. All right, Sin, our TA game of the week. Packers, Eagles, over under 46 and a half points in this matchup. I have 24 to 19 in favor of the Eagles. That is less. That's 43 points, which is fewer. So we are going under that number. I think there's going to be a lot of running in this game by both teams to kind of keep that Eagles pressure away from Aaron Rodgers, but also by the, by the Eagles in order to kind of get the leg up on the Packers. What about the Chiefs? They look scary right now. They're facing the reigning champs that aren't likely to have Matt Stafford. They've been struggling all season long, over under 42 and a half points in that game. What do you think? I have 31 to 17 in this matchup, which is 48 points. So that would be over. I think this is going to be a really interesting one where the running backs on both sides do make a difference, but they end up getting in the end zone. And by the way, Pat, Pat we already talked about it. It's pretty Three good. passing touchdowns yeah. forecast. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Write that one down. All right, next up, Dolphins taking on the 1-8 Texans with Kyle Allen at QB. Over under 46 and a half points in this one. Well, you're going to be happy with my winner, 28 to 16. <laughs> not a points fest. I have 44 points in this matchup. I think it's going to be a lot of this guy and maybe mm-hmm. not so much of that guy. So let's just, you know. All right, finally. Lopsided. <laughs> the Niners lit up the scoreboard in Mexico City. Will there be over or under 43 points on Sunday when they host the Saints? I have 27 to 17, which is 44 points, which is more. Ooh. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near the, t- the amount of scoring that happened last Monday, but I right. still think it's going to be a nice, strong game. We're going to see a good, a good amount of points, good but mostly points. scored by the Niners. That's what the folks at home love to hear, as do we. All right, thank you, Cynthia. And finally, MJ, TD, the mic is yours. The message is this. Make me look good. Who are you directing your plea to this week? TD, get us started. Listen, I have come out and I have said that the Cleveland Browns are going to put Tom Brady and the Bucks down. And the only way they're going to be able to do that is Nick Chubb having a great great game. So I need Nick Chubb to go out, prove me right, and make me look good by having a phenomenal game. Nick Chubb, make me look good. MJ, who are you asking, who are you telling to make you look good this week? Uh, the legend himself, Mike White. Go out there and make me look good, <laughs> the man. The legend. Um, I remember when... All of us heard that Mike White was starting. It was like this small smirk, this little glint of joy that everyone had. We're excited to see you out there, Mike. Get the dub for your team. Show everybody that, hey, maybe Robert Sala had a hidden agenda, not just a lesson for Zach Wilson, but another dub on the schedule. White Lightning, may I remind you that MJ Acosta-Ruiz, who is asking you to make her look good, has already picked your Jets with you leading the way to win on Sunday against the Bears at home 20 to 17. So for goodness sake, pay her off. (laughs) Make her look good. I want to thank today's special guests, MJ Acosta-Ruiz, the host of NFL Total Access, and of course, Thomas Davis Sr., the 16-year NFL vet, the picks legend, currently leading all TA hosts and analysts with his picks and predictions. Let's see if that holds up come Monday. I invite you to join us on Monday when we look back at the best games of Sunday in Week 12. We will ask one question inspired by every result. We will tell you who played themselves in and who played themselves out of the playoff picture. And, of course, we will let you know who tripped the baller alert. Good luck in fantasy. Take care of you. Take care of your crew. Have a safe weekend. We will see you on Monday. Till then, ciao for now.
NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the wind down tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.